Yo, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the show. It's your boy Zabi here from TuneCreators.com. And on this podcast, I'm interviewing some of the most talented indie artists that I come across on my journey. And through these interviews, you're going to learn what they're doing that is working and what isn't. And at the end of every episode, you're going to be super pumped and super inspired to take your music to the next level. So if this is the kind of content that you're interested in, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss anything. Now today, I've got another awesome episode for you. It's with an artist called Osana AD. And his brand of music is called Afropunk. And if you haven't heard that before, if you haven't heard that genre before, don't worry, because it's a genre that Osana invented by himself. And besides being a super talented and super awesome guy, Osana is also a client of mine, and I'm currently helping him implement the premium fan club model for his music brand. Now, in this episode, we talk about how he got into music, what Afropunk is, how he differentiates himself from other artists out there, something that can be quite challenging for artists to do. And at the end of the episode, he shares an awesome tip that can help you become a much better and much more fulfilled artist. As always, I can't wait to share this episode with you. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Austin, welcome to the show, man. It's a pleasure having you on today. Pleasure. Pleasure is mine, bro. Awesome. Like we were talking about before we started the interview, this is a special episode because of one, you're like my second guest interview that I have done since the reboot of the podcast. And two, you're my first uh, client since uh, I started working on this premium uh, fan club model. And I am really excited about what we've got going forward and what we're going to, what we're trying to achieve with the, the model. But before we dive into all of that, though, I like to ask my guest this one question. It's how I like to begin every interview. So if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Mm. Uh, that's a, it's a good one, to be fair. You know what? I would have to be like uh, something in the cat family, shall Okay. You mean like a something. lion or a tiger or something like that? No, a lion is too like common. No, it's not too common. It's just it's too fierce. Huh. You know, something I don't know. Something the cat family. That's what I was saying. Any <laughs> specific? If it's not that, if it's not, if it's not that, then it's a snake. <laughs> hmm. Snake. Uh, why? Yeah. Uh, why a snake? Because you know. It, you know, a snake just moves gently on the ground. It's just quiet, but then when it's time to strike, it's vicious. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> do you share do you share personalities with a snake? Are you would you describe yourself or could you be like that sometimes? Could you be quiet and then attack viciously? I think that's how I am most days. But the thing is, it's like, I, I, I imagine obviously a snake always has like a, a negative connotation. It's like, obviously when people think a snake is like, oh, it's negative. But I, I think about it more like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's because typically a snake is, a snake is moving in, in its own territory. You know, it's not like, is everywhere. You're not just going to find a snake in your house. 
except you're like living close to like a jungle or something, you know. So you, the snake is it's in its territory. It's moving, you know, slick, you know, slick and uh, strategizing. It's when it sees meat. You know, it strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strike. You know, you, you just talking about <laughs> that. It really brought back <laughs> some memories for me because of, I mean, you you talked about the snake not being in your house, and I remember a couple years ago, back in Niger, we used to live in a some area in Niger. We used to frequently find snakes in the house every, every now and then. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it would just be. <laughs> In the window or something like that but yeah i do like it's them not- though. yeah i like snakes as in some of them not the poisonous ones but sometimes i find them very intriguing man but yeah interesting okay so yeah let's dive into obviously you're an artist you know and the the, the let's talk about that and the kind of music you make i know who you are because we work We've been working together now really closely for a while now, but my listeners do not know. So could you tell us a bit about you and, you know, what you do? I guess I'm just, I'm just like an average, like guy that sort of, you know, I grew up in Nigeria, you know, till I was like 17. And then I moved here, I moved to Leicester originally. And obviously when I moved here, I moved here for uni. And uh, obviously I always wanted to you know, make music and all of that stuff. So I kept, I kept making music, just kept, you know, kept on it. Uh, regardless of like <clears throat> doing work here and there, you know, doing other stuff, but I always kept making music. So, you know, and, and because like where we even met was, it wasn't even like, uh, you know, it was... Like, uh, what was it? So, so, what would you call it? Business? Uh, co-working, space. Yeah, co-working space. Co-working space. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's I, I was just, you know, sort of chasing a bunch of things, but I always had the music on my mind. So, you know, if you talk about, you know, where does the sound come from? Obviously, it's, it's somewhat, it's a lot, it's heavy, Nigerian inspired, you know. Interesting. And uh, what was your what was your childhood like? Uh, I mean, typical, typical, I would say. But I guess I had uh, uh, like I, most of like by ten, I was in I was in boarding school. I was in military, so. Uh, like I guess, like obviously, I, w- I only come home for like holidays and stuff. But then it was uh, that. I guess that's the most you know impactful of my childhood, being in in, in secondary school, being in military school. But uh, from like from primary school, you know, to secondary school. It wasn't that it was just typical, nothing special, not necessarily a good student. <laughs> but it was just it's just that I sort of just, you know, just moved and I always kept, you know, kept making music. So Okay. Yeah. And and it's and currently is music your full time gig or is it a side gig for you? No, I wish I wish it was. 
we're just yesterday we we're just talking about like passion passion jobs and how like you know for you to do like stuff that you know you're passionate about and i was saying how you know how how much of a luxury it is <laughs> how much of a luxury it is so it's not my it's not it's not my uh full-time gig um i so Obviously, I studied like software engineering in uni, and I learned how to program. And uh, since uni, since after uni, what I've been doing is sort of like you know working with startups and working on my own uh, sort of ideas and stuff. So I learned a lot about business from there. And um, yeah, so I, and I guess it's the same kind of the same ideas, you know, that, you know, you learn, you learn from there that you're, you're thinking, okay, if I want to monetize music and monetize my, my passion for music, how do I do it? So, yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. I mean, you say no knowledge is wasted, right? That's so true. So true. I mean, I was interviewing, um, Tashimi, the saxophonist and he's, yeah. uh, he, he was, a uh, um, investment he works in the city anyway and we're talking about how some of his skills in the city sometimes translate into his music so i'm guessing that's kind of like similar for you would you say would you actually would you say your your software development skills somehow impacts your music somehow or are those two different things i mean they here's the thing because I I started making music before I started you know before I started learning how to code before I started you know sort of development so the thing is I I think more is music that opens your head more than anything else I don't know what it is about you know making music I don't so um, but I would say like it's interesting to, because I was sort of writing like a, a, a script, like a, a kind of video script recently, you know, and I was still using, you know, the same, I was just thinking about it like, okay, if you do stuff in software, you typically have, you know, data structures and it's like, you know, data structures are just a way to hold information. So I always, I always, Whenever I'm approaching something new, like, you know, for example, like I'm trying to write a script for a video, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I just need to create structures for the information I want to, I want to put out there. So, you know, you can always, you can always like think things in your head and, you know, you, you, you never know why you sort of apply things from here in whatever new thing you're doing, but it's just the way life is. Everything works. Everything applies. It's so true. I got the same answer from him. Like everything is everything, you know, very, very mm-hmm. true. Very, very true. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So let's talk about your artist, artist, your, your music career now. <laughs> what kind of artist would you say you are? Mm. I guess it, the funny thing is, you I, you wouldn't typically. I would think you wouldn't need to ask me that question if, uh, like, an artist just meant someone that, uh, 
felt certain emotions, you know, certain moods and felt like, okay, this is what I want to paint. This is what I want people to feel from me. You know, so I don't think it's any other kind of artist. <laughs> I think that, so if, you, if you're saying what kind of sound, you know, do I use? Um, if that's the question, is that the question? Okay, uh, let's go. What kind of what kind of what kind of music yeah. do you make? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you say yeah, okay. What, <laughs> what kind of if you say it's what kind of sound? I would say that okay, it's like it's very much like um, I feel like you know jazz has been calling me all these years. Um, my 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 roots, you know, my roots is. Is hip hop, it's like rap, it's rap music. And obviously, like listening to, like when I was in Nigeria, I always listened to like, I, I didn't always listen to, but I always heard, you know, like Afrobeat around and, and stuff like that. But then I wouldn't even say it's Afrobeat, like it was Nigerian music, like what you would hear, where everybody would play. And the funny thing is, like, even people like Fela, like, I would hear, you know, when I was in school, when I was secondary school, you know, we had, we have like military bands and, you know, they would always play like fella uh, songs. Like that, we always play that kind of stuff and jam, jam, jam. So, but I never wouldn't, wouldn't just go back and be listening to fella songs. It was later on that I was listening to a lot of these songs and like, okay. There's a lot of, you know, this is, this is, this is what I know as jazz, you know, and obviously I was listening to rap and yeah, I always listen to rap since, yeah, I've always liked rap. So it's a combination of all my influences so far. Interesting. And Fela, that would have lead, excuse me leads me to the next question because I was going to ask which uh, artist influenced you. And I know you, you're a big fan of Fela. Is there any other artist out there that influences you as well? Yeah, of course. Um, of course, like Nas, Nas is a big... Um, you know, the, the thing about influence is like, it's like I think, for example, I think MJ has influenced me even subconsciously, like you know, a lot. MJ has influenced me a lot. Um, Nas, I listen to Nas a lot. I guess I, I all all of Nas, you know, projects I always listen to all of. Like MJ, I MJ, I guess I I really listen to like MJ's like best stuff, like Thriller, and but Nas, I listen to all of Nas, you know, projects and. Uh, Modern modern influences, obviously, like Kendrick, uh, Kendrick. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll leave it there for for now. <laughs> <laughs> You're influenced by many. It's good. It's good, you know. Good to have ideas from all these other artists. Yeah. All right. Mm. Well, and in in your since you started making music, yeah, what would you say has been your favorite uh, project that you've worked on? That's a good question. To be fair, that's a good question. I uh, 
Yeah, I don't, you know the thing, I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite. I guess the thing is, since, you know, say, oh, if you, like, if I, I don't know, like, for me, like, making music for, like, say, nine years now or something, it's, and obviously, I, I only have, like, two projects out now, like, two small projects. The first one has, like, six songs. So the second one has, like, five songs. So it, it, it's never really about, like, a favorite is is typically just um I just enjoy whenever I'm you know making something. So I can't really say you know which is my favorite. But I'll say um I guess the song that sort of uh like most people probably found interesting of me the most was you know was Boo. Uh, but it was just me, even though the process, maybe my process to recording was different, but it's still just like any other song for me that the other hundreds of other songs that I did, that I worked on. I mean, Boo is one of my favorite songs of yours, actually. But is not, it? It's top three, <laughs> top three. Yeah, it's not, it's not like the, the you, you know, the ones that I like about <laughs> which I'm gonna leave yeah. the links. Yeah, leave the links to anybody that wants to check out his music. Austin makes some really interesting music. Obviously, we're working with you on your marketing strategy right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I find interesting is that you want to uh, create your own genre, which you call Afro punk. Is that correct? Yeah. That is indeed right. <laughs> I guess to say I want to create it is is to say I've not been created it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, is that is you've created it already? Yeah. You, you, is that what you mean? Yeah, I'll say I'll say I am I am I'm actively crafting it. Ah, sound. Yeah. See, see, awesome. Which is a very interesting genre because I'm a huge fan of that. Huge fan of you creating your own genre, stay, staying in your you know creating your lane and owning your lane and all that stuff. It's, instead of trying to copy or play in a lane that already is dominated by another artist, you know. But let's talk about this genre. Yeah. What what is Afropop or Afropunk? The, I guess something to maybe add there, because obviously I understand the way you asked your question was interesting, but just to add something to that, like I think this is more like when I say Afropunk, it's just a contribution of because you've so far, you know, you've been like obviously first of all you had Afro, you had Afro beats. Uh, which fella did you had Afrobeat, and then you had uh, I think what they started calling it in the UK was Afro Swing, right? And then uh, Bonaboy I think coined his Afro Fusion. Um, so what I'm doing I feel like is just a contribution to to the different you know sounds that have come out. And when I say, you know, what, you know, what is, when you ask me, you know, what is Afropunk, it's like, you know, it's, I, I, apart from listening to rap music, like when you even ask, like me, I, I look at, I look at rap music, like I, when I listen to rap, I think of it more like punk, you know, it's, 
it's punk, meaning like in, in its ethos is is very much uh, punk. So what I like about like you know the punk albums I like like uh, Morrissey, um, The Smiths, The Queen Is Dead. That album is like I I used to I, I used to listen to that album you know years ago, and even now I might play you something that sort of you know has a, a sound from there. Um, but that album, I guess, it sort of inspired me to to think um, if I'm doing my own version of you know of of uh, Afro beats or hip hop, you know, because obviously I've the the, the mainstream Afro pop is just obviously inspired. It's, it takes a lot from hip hop as well, too, you know. So if I'm doing my own kind of um, Afro thing. It just has to have punk in it, and punk is like punk. Like I said, the typical punk album that you know I would like is The Smiths, The Queen Is Dead. So it's sort of taking those alternative vibes and then putting it to my own Afro uh, something. So it's it's, but more importantly, it's like the ethos of the music, because I, like for example, when I put out my first project it was very easy for my first project was very easy for like people to just coin it afro pop that's what it, because of boo and stuff people just coined it afro pop but then by the time you listen to the second one you know that this is not it's not pop it's not just pop music you know and that's why that's the need to say it's afro punk because it's the stuff that i is a part of a lot of the stuff i grew up on you know uh, mixed with the Afro sound, that it's not just it's not just pop music. Mm. Okay, it's a very interesting style. I mean, I like you. You know what I like about you? The the two the what's the what's the name of that one that I like a lot? The Wawa, is it Wawa effect? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot, and I like the other one. What's the second one? Um, Say that again. Indian yeah, dance, that. yeah. Those are two of my favorite songs of yours, you know. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear more stuff like that from you. I think those are very original. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let's talk about your some of your challenges uh, that you've been going through as an artist. Obviously, we all know how difficult it is to make this uh, to make any sort of living from this music, but. What would you say is has been your biggest struggle since you've yeah, been doing music? Uh, you know, actually, now that I reflect here, yeah, it wasn't just about uh, because I always thought that it was like finding, you know, getting people to to listen to, uh, sort of getting listeners you know i always thought that was the biggest uh just because i just kept making stuff but i didn't know how to you know how to get how to get across to people i would make stuff and maybe just put it on my soundcloud and stuff but you obviously you have to push your stuff you know for you for people to listen to it so i always thought the biggest challenge was getting people to listen to your stuff but now i actually think that it's not it's it's forming uh like we've just, we've talked about this before, yeah, 
where it's like people, people um, might as well, like, for example, if like I'm a modern version of like Nas, yeah? Yeah? The question is, why don't people just go and listen to like Nas old stuff? You know? And what, I guess what I'm supposed to say is that, you know, I have made something new that you have to listen to this stuff because I'm not just a new version of Nas. I'm something entirely different. So it's forming that something that's entirely different. I think that is the challenge. Okay, I think that's the, that, that's the that's because a very... you're not just so you're not just making it for the old Nas fans. Obviously, you're making it for a new a new fan base, a new set of ears. So it's how do you do that? That's a very interesting challenge. I have never thought about it that way, but you're spot on. It's like, uh, how do you say you were making Nas kind of music? How do you differentiate yourself from from a Nas? You know, how do you stand out? Very, very. Interesting. How are you doing that though? What what kind of things are you doing to to stand out besides it's, create, it's, creating your own genre? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good. That's a good, that's one of the, I guess, that's why I came to that point of coining it Afropunk because um, you have to really wear your influences and um, wear them, but disguise them. It's like, it's like I wear, you know, it's like if I'm wearing like a, uh, if I'm wearing like a you know Nike hoodie or something, like I'll, I'll take off just remove the badge so you don't know that it's Nike, you know. But then I can then I can then you know take some other like black you know maybe I'll take off this the hood part you know take off this part you know put this part here just flip it just so it it sounds different. And what I am what what I am doing is is really dragging from all people that influence me. I am I'm sort of just trying to give you something new. So it's really like like I said, it's really the sound. But apart from the sound, you have to be current as well. Like like you have to. When I say you have to be current, you have to sort of take in the times that we're in and then sort of speak to the times as opposed to just doing what everybody else is doing. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Mm. It, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge and one that, you know, you're always going to have. Uh, uh, Pop Smoke is an example. He, a lot of people say he sounds like 50 Cent. You know, which he kind of does. If you, mm. if you, the first time I heard him, I, I thought, yeah. But then he, I think what he did was he took a lot of influence from Fifty and made that mm. you know into the drill scene. So I, I guess that's one way yeah. to do that. So yeah, a very mm. interesting, interesting challenge. I, 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 now that you said it, I guess I see his. 
Here's what I'll say. I'll say his rhyme patterns, his rhyme patterns could be like 50. Then, and, but then he uses a different tone and, you know, different beats. So, yeah. Unfortunate about him though. But yeah, anyway, let's talk about your wins now. What would you say has been your biggest win since you started doing music? Uh, I, honestly, I would say it's finding other people to to work with. Because, you know, like I said, yeah, like I said, like trying to, when you think of what my biggest problem is, like I said, is crafting that new thing. It's like, I cannot disguise the thing by myself. You know, it's typically, it's like, if you want to disguise it well, it's like people who have different ears, you know, working with them. So I worked with a guy, uh, his name is Matt. I, I met this guy in like, I think 2014. Uh, his band, his band is called Opaque Nature. I, I've, I've, we've done a couple of, you know, things together. But it was only now that, you know, we did something that I'm releasing on on the 15th. So we worked on something that I'm actually releasing on the 15th. So, but we've been working, we've been doing songs, maybe we've done like 10 songs since I've known him since 2013, or more, more, more songs than that. But it's only now that we're, we're okay, no, we did something else that I released on my first. But I guess now that we're fully doing something that I'm putting out. Uh, and um, yeah, I met another guy, uh, Nick. Actually, I met him last year, but we've done interesting stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I worked with, I've worked with other people that I'll talk about, but I would say finding those guys, finding people to, to collaborate with. Shimon, I did working with the, so it's, I'll say those are my biggest wins. That is interesting because I know um, some artists struggle to find people to work with, but you don't seem to have that problem. How do you, do you have some kind of a process to find <laughs> the, the right people to work with? There are, there, are lots of people, there are lots of people that I message. I want to work with them, but they, they sort of say not now. Or some of them just, they just say, you know, there people always have their, their reasons. So it's not as far as like these guys, all this, and the funny thing is like Matt and Nick, for example, um, I was just looking for engineers, actually. I was just looking for engineers to work with. And then I heard their own music and stuff and said, oh, these guys make music, da, da, da. Um, Shimon, Shimon, there was, a, there was somebody who drummed, a guy, Treasure was a guy who drummed on one of my songs. So he played the song for, I think he played the song for Shimon and Shimon reached out to me. Uh, yes, Shimon reached out to me. So that's how we've done two songs now. And hopefully more songs to come in the future. So. It's uh, like, I don't have a particular process. It's just uh, reaching out to people, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's let's see if we get some details. Maybe help a couple of artists that are listening to this. Say you saw, say you were looking for an artist to work with right now. Yeah. Do you like go on Twitter and then search for them, and then um, if you do find them, follow them, and what kind of messages do you send to them? You know, well, how what does that look like well, typically? I've not like I've not done I've not done that. I mean, there there are people that I've looked at and I'm like, oh, I want to work with this people, like two people, and um, I yeah, like one of them, I said, okay, you know what? At some point, I'll reach out to this guy. Just I'll just follow the person, and then the other one, I'll I send a DM. I'll just be like, hey hey hey, I like your stuff. Uh, I really like your stuff. Uh, typically, I would say, you know, you know, tell me what you think about my stuff, you know, and and then at some point I would, you know, say, okay, I'm obviously looking to collaborate and all of that stuff. So very simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Keep it simple. Interesting. That's, That's the advice. Too, but you know. That's very, very interesting. I, I, I like that advice, actually. All right, then. This has been an awesome, awesome chat, Austin. I mean, we chat all the time. We we, we have some heated discussions and <laughs> heated conversations as well. And uh, for those who uh, are listening, I'm helping currently helping Austin launch a, a podcast, which we're almost nearing lunch right now. We're just waiting for equipment to come on board right now and when that happens we'll start recording yeah and uh yeah could you tell our listeners here what the podcast is going to be about so so the podcast is really i guess trying to just giving giving you know giving that you know we've you know as you know as black people we've been through I think our history has been is quite interesting. You know, we've been through a very, you know, interesting history. The podcast is really just trying to, you know, cut across those lines and say, you know, celebrate where we are and you know where we're going, you know, what, what does the future look like? And um uh really look into our culture and see where we are. And you know where we're headed. That's the, the essence of the podcast. The, yeah, that's the yeah. essence of the podcast. So basically, you're gonna be celebrating black culture and everything positive about being black. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. I am so looking. I mean, I, you make it sound like uh <laughs> Like it's going to be very happy. I think it's going to be heated discussions. Oh, is that, is that... <laughs> okay. Very, uh, okay. More than it just being, you know, celebrating our culture, it's questioning our culture. Ah, I see. I see. So basically, you want to. Ah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to working on this because it's a. Uh, you've got some really interesting concepts or concept or ideas that we want to try with this so i am so looking forward to that and uh yeah when it when it launches we'll bring you back on again to 
promote it and we do some promotion of the show as well. Yeah. Live now. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, I know I was at this stage I like to ask what is next for you. Obviously, we've talked about the podcast, but is there any other thing you have planned for <laughs> the awesome 2020 with all this coronavirus and shit? <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, new single on the fifteenth. It's called uh, Billy Jane, uh, and then we have the podcast coming very soon. And obviously, sometime this year, we'll see like a project or something will come. So. I'm looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to that. Austin, this has been an awesome chat. Before we let you leave, mm -hmm. though, if there's, um, I like to ask for one practical tip that you could give to a new artist right now that will make a difference in their music career. What would that be? Practical tip on mm -hmm. what? Yeah, anything. It could be anything. If you could share something with somebody who's thinking say i don't know 16 year old right now thinking of you know what i want to go into music what would that be uh i guess make what you like hmm. versus <laughs> I, I guess the assumption is, is like make what you know people because you always hear this like some people will have like hit songs and they I think maybe maybe it's not so popular now, but I think before it used to be a thing whereby people would have some hit songs and they'd be like, oh, they don't like the song. And it's like, why did you put it out there? Huh. <laughs> why did you put it out? Huh. So, okay. Make what you like. And don't put out what you don't like. <laughs> Just keep, yeah. Until you like it, then you put it out. But then oh, there's always the thing whereby you make something you like it, and then obviously after a while you don't like it anymore. But yeah, th that's a that's a very good uh, very good uh, piece of advice. I really like that because of you need to stay true to who you are. Basically, I really like that. I don't really consider it like like I think an an artist does not have to stay true to who they are. Okay, but. Uh, just make what you like <laughs> okay because like who you, who you are who you are just depends on you know what story you are telling so okay all right then so um if our listeners want to get in touch with you or connect with you or maybe co even collaborate what's the best way for them to reach you just just google sana ad or oh, that's o-s-a-n-a -A space ad uh and on Twitter, that's O-S-A-N-A underscore A-D. So just Google me, you find my Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff. And follow me. Yeah. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Austin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And uh, we can't wait to see what comes next out of the Osana brand and fan cradle house. <laughs> Well, yeah. We can't wait. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hopefully, you found it as enjoyable as I did. If so, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, or on your favorite podcasting app, 
then make sure to subscribe as well because next week i'm back with another episode that's gonna inspire you to take your music to the next level until then i've been your host zavi from tunecreators.com and i'll see you in the next episode